Chapter 5 The next night, I left work and headed to the apartment. I wasn't allowed to use my phone on the job, so I left it out in the car whenever it wasn't too hot outside. By the time I headed home, my phone was loaded with missed calls from Omar. No voicemails, no text, just 11 missed calls. Being obnoxious wasn't one of his normal qualities, so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried. Whatever was going on, I figured it would be best to talk in person. I slipped my phone into my pocket and started the car. Anticipation and worry continued to build as I drove. Once I got to the apartment, I parked the car and ran upstairs to our unit. The door was locked, which raised another red flag in my mind. I was always getting on to him about leaving the apartment unlocked when he was home. It's not that I didn't think he could handle an intruder, but there had recently been a rash of break-ins in the complex, and he was usually in his room with the door closed, sleeping or playing video games online with headphones on. He wouldn't have heard an intruder if they decided to break in and steal some of our shit. I fumbled for my key, slid it into the lock, and pushed the door open. The smell of Lysol and bleach assaulted my nose like it owed them money. My eyes watered and I pulled my shirt up over my nostrils. Omar was nowhere to be found. His bedroom door shut. The sink was full of what looked like water and clothes. I later found out the liquid was a mixture of water and bleach. Omar, what the hell is going on? I yelled through my shirt, coughing as I inhaled. The smell was overpowering even through the fabric. Moving toward his door, I noticed that there was no light streaming out from under the door crack. Was he sitting in the dark? Had he gone to sleep? I banged on his door. Omar! Go get on your laptop, his voice called. I'll tell you everything over video chat. Just open your damn door! I fumbled with the doorknob, but it was locked. No! He bellowed. Just go to your damn room! All right, all right, I said. A pit was beginning to form in my stomach. I wasn't sure if it was from fear or the fact that I hadn't eaten all day. Grabbing my laptop off the corner of the couch, I ran to the bedroom and sat down at my desk. I lifted the screen and waited for his call. The video chat program popped up and flashed Omar's name and picture. Hey, man, I said as soon as the call started. What's going- holy shit! Omar's face was swollen, and his eyes were bloodshot. He was almost unrecognizable. Wait until I explain how this happened, he said. I gotta say, I'm freaking out, bro. Even through the swollen redness, I could read the fear etched on his face. You look like you might need a hospital. I feel like it too, just- let me tell you what happened real quick. I nodded, not knowing what else to say. So, I went up to the church's plant. The parking lot was packed. It was literally the most insane thing I've ever seen. People shaking hands, hugging, and crammed together as they pushed through the front doors. I finally got in, but not after the greeter forced his hand into mine. It made the germaphobe in me want to scream... But I was there for a bigger purpose. I heard another church worker announcing that the main sanctuary was full, for now. Billy, I don't know what this is, but I'm sure it's going to be big. 
What do you mean? I interjected. Just let me finish. Again, I nodded. So, I looked over, and wouldn't you guess it, I saw Ahmed. He was talking to some old lady, but I wasn't about to sit around and wait for them to finish their chat. I walked over and whipped him toward me by his shoulder. I told him to come with me, and we could talk outside. The place just felt unsafe. I'm not sure how to describe it, but I had this feeling that as long as he was within the building, I wouldn't be able to get through to him. He got all wide-eyed and said no. I told him that I wasn't asking, and then he just went crazy. He was yelling and screaming, calling for help. The old lady even joined in and cried out that I was trying to steal one of the pastor's sheep away. I started to drag my brother toward the front door when a group of people ran out of the sanctuary. It was an assortment. There were young kids, old people, men and women. They just straight up rushed me. I tried to run, but that little old lady tripped me with her cane. In an instant, the mob was kicking and punching me. They roughed me up pretty good. And then they rolled me over and... Omar turned away from the webcam and swallowed. When he turned back, there were tears in his eyes. They started spitting in my face. What? I yelled, standing back from my desk. Yeah, it was disgusting, and it doesn't get any better. A chant then started up in the waiting area. In between their spitting, they kept repeating, We spread the plague in Nergal's name. Does that mean anything to you? It didn't, and I told him so. I sat my body back down, but my mind instantly wandered. All I could think about was my sister. Maybe my dad hadn't taken her to the church. Maybe she had refused to go. Omar derailed my thoughts as he launched back into his story. Another sanctuary door pushed open and more people came streaming out. I wiped the spit off of my face and looked up at everyone and... Their eyes were black. Like they had been fighting each other in the sanctuary? I asked, my intrigue continuing to rise. No, I mean, their eyeballs were black. It was like their whole eye was a pupil. Every person that came out of the sanctuary looked that way. So they were wearing some sort of contacts? Or on some kind of drug? I asked. No! Omar screamed. It wasn't some trick. Something crazy is going on there. I can't explain it, but that place felt evil, otherworldly. I wanted to speak up again. Explain that he was going too far, not thinking straight. But I could tell that he was scared. He believed what he was saying. I opened my mouth. How did you get out of there? Desperate times call for desperate measures, he said with an almost nervous, maniacal laugh that made me uneasy. I rolled over onto my elbows and knees, but they just kept kicking. A young boy and an old lady were right above my head. I'm not proud of what I did next, but I hoisted myself up and forward with all of my might. My head smashed into the under part of the boy's chin. I swear I could hear his teeth shattering in his mouth. My shoulder collided with the old lady and sent her flying backward under her ass. I had an opening and didn't know how long it would last, so I just took off running. 
I turned left into an office and slammed the door. There was a small lock in the knob, so I turned it, realizing it wouldn't hold for long. I looked around for some sort of weapon, but the office was mostly bare except for some religious books. The people began to push and slam against the door, and I could see it bending under their pressure. Billy, I swear, I saw my life flashing before my eyes. I thought I was going to die in that room. But you didn't, I said. But I didn't, he repeated. The room had a window in it. I took one of the Bible commentaries from the shelf and flung it as hard as I could against the glass. It shattered right as the office door burst open. I ran, jumping through the window without even hesitating. That's how I got this. He held up his right arm, and I saw that he'd wrapped his lower forearm with a shirt. The fabric was soaked through with blood. They chased me into the parking lot, and even started banging on my car once I got in. The angry mob surrounded me, and I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to get my car past them. Busting that boy's teeth and pushing down that old lady were child's play compared to my exit. I slammed my foot on the gas and ran a few people over. The crowd was so thick that I'm not even sure how many, but the snaps and crunches that came from underneath my car made me instantly nauseous. I probably killed someone. But wh what was I supposed to do? Everything I did was in self-defense. His voice started to rise. I'm not pointing any fingers at you, Omar, I said, trying to calm him down. His face had grown more pale as he told his story. By the state of his red-stained and tattered clothes, it was obvious that he'd lost a good bit of blood. It sounds like you only did what you had to do. They were the ones who attacked you. Yeah, I guess so. I'm probably still in a state of shock. I feel numb. His head started to sag as his eyes crossed. If you pass out, I'm calling 911, I said firmly. Omar! I'm good, I'm good, bro. His eyelids jerked open. I'm just exhausted is all. Don't call an ambulance unless you know I need it for sure. There's no way I'm not infected with the virus now. I don't want to put anybody else at risk. I think I'm just tired, but I've got to tell you one more thing before I take a nap. Now that you know how dangerous these people are, you'll be able to take the videos more seriously. I found a thumb drive in that office, shoved it in my pocket, and sat it on the table in our front room. Things will hopefully make more sense for you once you've watched. I'll text you after my nap. I should have taken my fireworks. And with that, he closed his laptop. And I called an ambulance. <laughs>